0: preaching this morning, amen, one of the most anointed men you'll ever meet, amen, and my friend, why don't we all stand this evening, amen, and why don't we give the Lord a hand clap, amen, and give honor to the man of God as he makes his way to the pulpit, somebody say, preach to me, Brother Jones, praise the Lord, isn't he good? He's good all the time, praise the Lord. We love the Lord tonight. Uh, we're going to start at the book of uh, Galatians, chapter 5. Um, if you have your Bibles, thank you, praise team. What a great job they, they did tonight. And uh, I don't know about the next best thing or, or anything like that, but um, I'm honored to bring the word today. Um, definitely feel humbled I would have (laughs) much I would have much preferred to hear Brother Lee Cook sing and preach and I was excited about that but uh, I do understand and uh, I believe I have a word for us today praise the Lord so I'm going to be obedient to the Lord and I'm hoping that you'll preach with me are you going to preach with me tonight Thank you. Praise the Lord. God is always faithful, and uh, I know tonight's not gonna, or tonight is gonna be no different. So Lord, I give honor to uh, everyone here in the house of the Lord tonight. Also, my pastor. Um, I'm thankful for the what he what he does and speaks into our ministry. I'm I'm enjoying the the training that he's given to our young men, our our ministry. And uh, I'm just appreciative of uh, his confidence in us tonight. Praise the Lord. So in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, verse 1, the scripture says, Stand fast. Therefore, in the liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Praise the Lord. I'm going to flip over to just a few more pages in my Bible in Ephesians chapter 4.
1: I thought about apologizing
0: for all the scriptures, but then I thought, aren't we here for the word? Praise the Lord. Uh, first three verses of Ephesians chapter 4. Paul's writing and he says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherein, or wherewith ye are called with all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Hallelujah. Are you thankful for the Word tonight? Would you go to the Lord with me in prayer just for a moment? Lord Jesus, I pray that you would bless these lips of clay. God, that you would anoint, Lord, today. God, that you would anoint the hearer, God, and the speaker. Lord, that you would Pour out your spirit that you would do what oh what you desire here today, God, that it would accomplish, Lord, that it would find good soil in our hearts today, in the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you for your word, Lord. Let it be a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the name of the lovely name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Here we see in the book of Ephesians. Of course, we just read about liberty in the Lord. And now Paul, he says he's a prisoner of the Lord. You see, Paul was imprisoned because of his ministry. Because he was obeying the gospel. He was preaching the gospel. Some people don't like it when you obey the Lord. But there he was. He was called eventually into Rome. And he's under house arrest. or I'm not exactly sure. It doesn't specify exactly how he was imprisoned. But we know that he was imprisoned by the hand of Caesar basically or and I know he, he went before King Agrippa and, and so here he is in prison for preaching the gospel. But I find it interesting that he didn't say I'm a prisoner of Caesar. He didn't say I'm a prisoner of King Agrippa. He didn't say it was your courts. He said I'm a prisoner of the Lord Jesus. Because in his mind, it wasn't the power of this world that put him in prison. It wasn't the person that controls his thoughts, his desires, his ministry. No, it was the King of kings and the Lord of lords that dictates where he goes, when he goes, and what he does for the kingdom. I love it. Well, I don't know about you, but... I would be frustrated. I would question. I would be like, God, are you sure you're in this? You know, I don't think any of us today are going, sign me up. Send me to Eddieville. (laughs) Right? Nobody? Okay, me too. All right, Uh, that's not me. I'm not going. I don't hope I don't get imprisoned, right? But also we know that imprisonment can happen outside of a cell. In fact, we oftentimes get ourselves in predicaments of bondage, places in our lives where we can't break loose, and the enemy seems to dominate where we are, and we feel trapped. Here, Paul, he doesn't feel trapped because he says, I'm a prisoner of the Lord, hallelujah, and he starts to lay out what we need to do and how we need to live. He starts talking about vocation and calling and the mission of the kingdom. And so here he is. God put a pause on his missionary journey. And I thank God he did in a way because if he had just continued to preach to the different churches of of Asia, we might not have had the letters of the epistles. If he had preached them all in person... We might not today have the word of God like we have it. But praise God, we've got a letter. We've got, a, we've got the word of God. We have the message that goes beyond 60 AD that reaches to 2023. Praise God. So if God designs to put a pause on my life, I just got to look for the next thing. I got to say, Lord, what do you have next? What is your plan in my life? I can't imagine being in prison, but God's plan is always best. So here he goes, and he he lays it out. He says we need to be lowly with meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. He says endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, I got to ask the question when I think about this, this contradiction. Here, the Lord wants us to live in liberty And yet Paul says he's a prisoner. In fact, he didn't only say that. He said many things about himself. He said that he was chief of sinners. He said that he was a bondservant of the Lord. And to understand, is he walking in liberty or is he bound? Oh, this is the crux of it. We've got to understand what true freedom is. We have to understand what real bondage is and the difference today. And that's what I want to preach today. I want to preach about what real freedom is. Sometimes it's not what you think. Sometimes it goes beyond your understanding. Sometimes what the world calls bondage, we can call freedom, praise the Lord. So he lays out the situation and he he brings out God's plan for the Christian living. And see, understand this, that God's plan is always the best thing for you. I can walk in my own desires. I can think I know what's best for the ministry or my life, my family. But it's only God who knows what's best for me. Every time that I try to take control, every time that I step out in my understanding, I make the mistake. But when I follow the will of the Spirit, when I follow the Word of God, God does something. He leads us. He guides us. He brings us to the best. That He has planned for us. You see, we'll never come up with something better than what God has. No matter what you think, no matter how smart you are, you'll never outthink God. You'll, your your idea of His plan of the plan for your life will never be better than His plan for your life. Can you say Amen? Verse four of Ephesians chapter four says, "There is one body, there is one spirit, even as." Ye are called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who's above all, through all, and in you all. You see, the world comes up with their ideas of how life should be led. In fact, they come up with their own gods of this culture, idols of this world. And they prop it up or they make themselves an idol as as if they were a god. But I'm here to tell you today, there is one God, one baptism. There's one faith today. You can try it other ways, but there's only one true God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's only one plan God has for our life, and that's Acts 2:38. That's the gospel according to the word of the Lord. I can try it any other way, but I'm as a thief and a robber because there's the only door is the Lord Jesus Christ, and I've got to go through it. I love what He says. One Lord, one faith and one baptism. I've got to know what that is, right? That's why I love the apostolic faith is because we're not taking men's opinion. We're taking the word of God. We're going to the apostolic doctrine and saying, what is this one faith? What is this one baptism? Who is this one God? And I'm thankful to be a one God apostolic preacher today. Serving God with a bunch of one God apostolic saints who know the power of that God. He doesn't need help. He sits on the throne all by himself. He's above all. Oh, he's above my my best plans. He's above the world's plans. He's above everything. There's nothing that is above God. He sits down and he looks at it from above. He's the one that's above it all. He's the one that orchestrates it in my life. Above all, through all. And praise God in you all today. Now you may say, Paul, you're pretty close-minded. There's only one way. Well, in a way, yes, he is close-minded. But it's because he's found the answer. He found the one God. He found salvation. This world will tell you, oh, you need to understand there's many ways to get to heaven. Oh, there's many ways to get to God. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. But that's not what my Bible says. Now, if you can create your own heaven, go ahead and do it. But my God, who created heaven and earth, he says there's one way. Hallelujah. If I want to go to my God's heaven, I've got to go his way. It may seem incompassionate, but it's not. Because each and every one of us have a choice. Each one are not entitled to our own facts. It's what he says. There's truth and then there's a lie. And we've got to believe the truth of the word of God today. There's a wrong way and then there's God's way. Hallelujah. There may be many ways, but there's only one right way. Hallelujah. You know, so we serve a compassionate God. And the thing is, everyone needs to understand this, that he's unchanging. He's not one day going to say this is acceptable and then he's going to say, uh, no, it's not. Or then he's going to change it and say, well, uh, well now, you know, it wasn't, un- it wasn't acceptable, but now it is. He desires the same thing from us praise the Lord. The doctrine shouldn't change. The message doesn't change. There's still one way to God. One faith, one hope, one baptism, praise the Lord, and one God. In fact, he encourages everyone to learn to love him. We don't always walk into the apostolic faith and know everything we need to do So, but we do need to be on the path we do need to continue on we do need to learn and grow and become the man and women of God that he wants us to be he, he wants us to buy the truth praise the Lord and sell it not the Bible says oh if you do that young person today let me tell you you will have the greatest thing in your life hallelujah it's the enemy that tries to steal from you It's the enemy that's going to try to trick you and deceive you and get you to let go of the truth. But if you get a bulldog grip on this one God apostolic truth, let me tell you. Oh, it's going to take you all the way from here to glory. So Paul starts to break it down. He starts to explain the gifts. In verse 7, he says... But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. I'm thankful. I need grace every day. And I'm thankful that his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. He doesn't expect us to be perfect. But he desires for us to continue toward perfection. We need to get up and we, whenever we get knocked down, he's got grace to pick us back up again. Oh, let me tell you, my God is for you. He's not against you. He's ready to, to rejoice when you are oh blessed. He's ready to exalt you. He's ready to take care of you. He's ready to pick you up just like you would a toddler when they fall and they skin their knee. My God is a loving God today. He loves each and every one of us. He's given us gifts, great gifts. And in verse 11, he talks about, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Oh, that's that's some good gifts right there. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful for the gifts of God today. And the Bible says in verse 13, till all till we all come into unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man and to the measure and stature of the fullness of Christ. Let me tell you, God's perfect plan is for the brethren to dwell in unity. Uh, the church needs to be bound in the bonds of peace today. And that's what his desire is. That's why he's given us these, these uh, this calling, this vocation, this mission to continue forward. Hallelujah. Till we all come to the knowledge of the faith. Now I know uh, we're about 12 days after July 4th. But we celebrate July 4th for a very special reason, don't we? So a group of leaders 247 years ago felt kind of like prisoners. They kind of felt bound. They felt like there was a tyrant in England. And they couldn't get any traction. That every time they would try to do something beneficial, he would come down and just rule with an iron fist. And they were, they, they called him a tyrant. King George of England. They said, uh, you know, that they didn't have the choice in the matter. Now you and I have a choice today. You and I... Have a choice on who we want to serve. But there they, didn't, they had to follow his rules. They had to pay his taxes. They had to do everything as the king said. He wouldn't let them assemble. He didn't give them freedom of speech. Freedom of the press. Wouldn't let him have freedom like they wanted. And I can just imagine a few of them going. You know my Bible tells me something a little bit different. Because I know many of them read the Bibles, and if they would open their Bibles, they would see that God gives the opportunity for us to choose. On multiple occasions, the Bible says how that God and his prophets laid out the truth. But he gave the people the choice to follow or not to follow. When they were leaving Egypt, there was a choice to make. Whether they were going to go in with Moses or out of Egypt or stay behind. When Moses came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments, seeing the sinfulness of the people, he posed a choice to them. Saying, who is on the Lord's side? It was Joshua, I believe, who said, choose you this day whom ye will serve. And he said, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There's a choice. You see, you've got, on one hand, the the colonists were facing a tyrant that gave them no choice. And then on this hand, they they were trying to serve a god that was giving them the choice to serve him or not. So they had this this conflict in their minds. And uh, And so whether Israel had a choice even to choose the bad things, right? So they said they wanted a king like all the other nations. So guess what? They spoke to Samuel, and God said, give him a king. Now, he, he warned them about it. He told them it wasn't going to be good news. But he said, it, if they don't want the direction through my prophet Samuel, let them have a king. So today, our God is not a tyrant. Our God gives us a choice, light and darkness, good versus evil today. But it's your choice today. Each and every one of us, we've got to decide within ourselves: Do we want the freedom that God offers or do we want to follow the tyranny of sin in our lives? You see, each one of us wasn't born in this thing. You weren't born with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But we were walking in sin. We were serving ourselves. Or we were actually serving sin when we were serving ourselves. And we became bond. We became uh, tied up. We became imprisoned with sin. And sin is a tyrant. The devil takes that sin and he will wrap you up. Tie you up. He will bind you to addictions. He will destroy you with afflictions. He will bring depression and oppression on your life. Because he's a tyrant. He won't give you a choice. Oh, you want to be set free? Go ahead. No. He ties you up the, most, the best he can. But God, on the other hand, says, Oh, I'm come all that are willing. Those that would desire. I want you to be my people and I will be your God. But you've got to choose me today. Each time God gave the opportunity to, for a choice. Now, he wasn't going to bless the bad decisions. That would be actually a cruel thing. But he led people with the blessings. Oh, if you want to, if you come with me, if you choose me, I'll tell you what, I'll bless you when you come in. I'll bless you when you come out. I'll bless your children. I'll bless your field. Everything you do is going to be blessed. Why? Because he's wanting to lead us out of the tyranny of sin. He's wanting to lead us away from the tyrant, thats the devil. Now, each one of us has a choice. Now, if you're an adult here today, I don't think Brother Chris or, or Pastor threatened you and said, You better get to church or else. Right? Anybody get that phone call? No. You decided to get up and get ready today. You decided to come this afternoon. You decided to show up and and worship or not worship. You decided to listen or not listen. You made a choice today. Hallelujah. And I'm thankful someone has come to the house of the Lord today to listen to the word of the Lord. Understand this. If you choose the enemy, if you choose the world, if you choose to live for yourself, the enemy will act like a dictator in your life. He won't let you go because he doesn't care for you. He's ready to destroy you at every moment. Every turn, he's ready to tie you up even tighter. He's ready to afflict you, and then he blames God for it. What an evil being he is. And these leaders of the colonies decided that they were had enough. And they wrote the Declaration of Independence, Right? At the founding of our nation. But praise God they referred to this word. They referred to the rights endowed by their creator. The possession of rights given to us by God. And among those rights were life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. You see my God is here to give life and that more abundantly. He's here to give you life everlasting. It's the enemy that's here to steal, kill and destroy. And you've got a choice today. Do you want to follow the bondage of sin or do you want to walk in the light and the freedom of God? Through the lens of scriptures, our founders cited the rules, the principle, by the consent of the permission of the governor, or in other words, people must choose who leads them and makes the decisions and rules for them. They decided to hold these truths. And they said they were going to dissolve the bands and they were going to make a separation from England. They go on to list in the declaration the uh, abuses of power. They talked about the unchecked tyranny that the king, that made the king unfit to rule a free people. And these brave founders of our nation decided that they were going to throw off the oppression of England. Very important to come to a moment of decision because we need to understand the enemy is is going to attempt to take our liberty away. He's going to make us feel trapped, he's going to afflict us at every point in time. But there has to be a declaration, there has to be a separation. Someone is going to have to make a decision. Am I going to serve God or am I going to serve the world myself and ultimately the enemy? So Paul explains the problem by living in sin and walking as the Gentiles walked in verse 14. He says, And and we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, cunning craftiness, wherein Or whereby they lie in wait to deceive. That's the enemy. Ready to lie to you. Ready to steal from you. Ready to toss you to and fro. Hallelujah. And deceive your spirit. Verse 18 says. Having the understanding darkened. Being alienated from the life of God. Through the ignorance that is within them. Because of the blindness of their heart who being in past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness and greediness. He says, but ye have not so learned Christ. So we see what happens when we serve sin. We see what happens when we live for ourselves. We're tossed to and fro. We're deceived. We are, our understanding is darkened. And we're alienated from the life of God. Right. We are bound. We are ignorant. And we are blind. That's not something I want to I attract me to the things of this world. But the problem is, is the world is blind to it. But if we had a church that would make a declaration. If we had a church who said, and had some men and women of faith who said, I'm going to make a separation. In my life, I'm going to choose the Lord. I'm going to choose liberty over tyranny in my life. Oh, hallelujah. There's gonna, There's got to be a break. There, you can't just play around with sin. You've got to cut it off. You've got to separate yourself. You have to decide that I'm no longer going to serve sin. You see, he didn't... When they wrote the Declaration of Independence, they didn't say, well, King George, well, we're, we're hoping things are going to change a little bit. And, you know, if you want to, we're, gonna, we're still going to do this with you and, and we'll help you. No, he said, it's over. They said, we're putting it off. We're making a Separation. A declaration that no longer am I going to serve sin. You and I have to make the same declaration in our lives. That I will no longer serve the flesh. I will no longer go after what the world says is right. That I'm going to choose holiness. I'm going to choose godliness. I'm going to choose the freedom that God has given us in the word. Let me tell you today. If you're still confused. The real bondage is sin. The real bondage is being alienated from the life of God. Because he's the life giver today. Hallelujah. He's the one that brings us life and that more abundantly. He's the one that says. The Lord is the one who says. Come unto me all that you weary and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. He's the one that gives life everlasting today. Hallelujah. We've got a choice. But we have to make. We've got to make a line in the sand. We have to. uh, We have to let it be strong. We can't just. uh, Whisper our declaration. We can't just blend out, blend in the world, we can't blend out of the world we can't walk the fence today, we've got to make a clear separation in our lives that no longer am I going to serve sin, no longer am I going to be a prisoner to the flesh but today is the day, now is the time that Andy Jones is going to live for God with all his life I hope you've made a declaration today I hope the enemy knows loud and clear what your intentions are. I hope the world knows your intentions because the world doesn't understand. They say to us, they say, look at you. Oh, you're, you, you can't do this. You can't do that. Look at you. You're bound. You're, you're not allowed to go here. You're not allowed to drink that. You're not allowed to, to watch this and that. Look who's bound. Oh, no. Oh, no you see i was once lost in sin but jesus took me in oh and now i'm no longer blind now i can see now i'm living the freedom in the lord jesus because i made a declaration oh hallelujah if your old buddies are still calling you to show up to the drinking whole, or if your friends are still encouraging you to watch what's ungodly, let me tell you, you need to make it loud and clear. There's a declaration in my life. I'm no longer that person. I'm no longer serving this flesh. I am committed 100%. In fact, you can call me the prisoner of the Lord. Because it's in the freedom of God, the commitment to the full one hundred percent commitment is where we find true freedom today. hallelujah Paul lays it out he brings it down where the where we can reach it today he, he explains what the devil has in mind for our lives just like the king of England oh he lays out the acute, the uh The list of abuses. (laughs) Praise God for a man of God. Praise God for an apostle. Praise God for the word of God. That we can see clearly. The difference between black and white. We can see clearly the difference between light and darkness. We can see clearly the good versus the evil today. Because the enemy is trying to blur it. At every opportunity. They're trying to. I've been told, I've heard now that they're trying to convince people, especially college students, that Christianity and a lot of the evil of this culture with, with uh, all the wickedness of sinful uh, of sexual perversions and stuff, that it doesn't go against the Word of God. They're actually trying to convince us that that's biblical. It's not. Hallelujah. There's a separation from the world. And each and every one of us have to make the choice. Each and every one of us has to make a declaration of new life. Hallelujah. So here he starts declaring some things. In verse 21, he starts telling us what we need to do. How to live. How to overcome. It's like he's writing The declaration of spiritual independence, praise the Lord. And he says, if it so be, in verse 21. If it so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Verse 22 tells us what we ought to do. It says that ye put off. Oh, just like the colonists threw off the oppression, the authority of England. He said, you need to put off some things. Yeah. Hallelujah. If you're living this world and you haven't taken off the stink of the world, if you are still walking in the flesh, if you are still trying to live ungodly, let me tell you, it's time to make a declaration and put off some things. He says, put off the... Con- Concerning the former conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts. The conversation is the behavior. you got to put some things off. Hallelujah. You've got to cut, cut some things off. You have to make a declaration to yourself, to the enemy, to the world, to your family. I can't play around with this world. I can, oh, I, can, I can't afford that. To play around and to walk the line. No, I need to make a separation. I need to make a declaration. That I belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That he is writing my story. And it's not the enemy. You see, I got tired of the bonds of sin. I don't know about you, but those chains of affliction are not in my wheelhouse anymore. You see, I don't want anything the devil has for me. I don't want anything this world has for me. I already know it's nothing but pain. It's lies. It's deceit. And it'll take you to the depths of hell. I don't know if this is too strong tonight or not. But I'm telling you, sin will be a tyrant over you. And you've got to put it off. You've got to make a separation. Yes, oh, you have to declare some things in your life. Amen. He says, you've got to put off the things of the old man, which is corrupt. And he says in verse 23, But be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You see, you not only take off stuff. You got to put things back on. God's got something. He says, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. It's not just good enough to put off the world. You got to put on the new man. You've got to put on the Lord Jesus. You've got to put on holiness and righteousness. I'm not saying it. The word is saying it today. When you take something off, you've got to put something back on. You know, I can say that it's the, the problem with our nation today is we threw off the tyrant, but we just convinced ourselves and went to a tyrant of sin. The problem in our world today is we're too comfortable with sin. The problem is, is we're not willing to uh, to put it off all the way and put on the new man. Hallelujah. When you take out the things of this world, let me tell you, you need to put some things back into your life. You need to put the word of God in your life. You need to put prayer back into your life. You You need the man of God to speak into your life. There are things that God has for you to be successful. Some gifts. Some unity that you need in your life. Hallelujah. So put off the old man and put on the new man. In righteousness and true holiness today. He goes on in verse 25. Says wherefore putting away lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. For we are members one of another. I've got to put away lying. I've got to put away the things of the flesh. Be angry and sin not, let the, not the sun go down upon your wrath. And verse 27 says, Neither give place for the devil. Hallelujah. You're not welcome anymore. You have no authority over my life anymore. I'm no longer going to be pound by your lies and your deceit. You no longer have a place at my table. You're not allowed to talk to my children. You're not allowed to be in my home today. You see, I've got a declaration. I've got a declaration. Don't give place to the devil. He doesn't belong where you're at. He's the one that should be fleeing. Because you've got the power of God, and he don't want any of that. The Bible says, let him that steals, stole, steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with the hands. The thing that which is good, that he may be able to give to him that needeth. This is how to succeed in the kingdom. This is how to exceed as a Christian. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed into the day of redemption. Oh, we've got some praising to do. We've got some thanking for Him to do. Hallelujah. You see, I'm no longer going to grieve the Holy Ghost. I'm no longer going to trample over His grace. Because I've got a new master. I've got a new, I've got a new God in my life. Let all bitterness, wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You see, it's going to be in the presence of the Lord that you and I are going to find freedom. It's not in this world. Hallelujah. He said, stand fast. Wherefore, in the liberty, wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. I'm not going back, Brother Ronnie. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to what the devil had planned for me. Oh, I want to walk in freedom. And let me tell you today, it may sound confusing, but but what I want to title this message is the Declaration of Dependence. You see, not only do we have to declare independence from sin and the flesh, but we have to declare our dependence on the Lord and the truth of His Word. You see, I can put off the old man, but I still need the new man. I still need the things of God to be successful today. It's what God has empowered you and I to do. It's what he's created us for, to love and to serve one another. In in verse 13 of Galatians chapter 5, it says, For brethren, ye are called unto liberty. Only use not a liberty for the occasion to the flesh. But by love, serve one another. You see, what we realize through Scripture is that the freedom that we enjoy in Christ isn't a lack of responsibility. No, it, there's there's some things that you have to do. There's some things that you need to do. You need to apply the Word of God into your life. You need to take on the responsibility that He has for you. It doesn't. Has anyone heard? Freedom isn't free. And that we're only one generation away. Hallelujah. From from tyranny, we're only one generation away if we let liberty slip out of our lives. Oh, let me talk to some parents, some men today. Hallelujah. If you decide that serving God isn't important, you're going to affect more than just yourself. You're going to affect your kids. You're going to affect the next generation. You're going to affect your family members. So somebody's going to need to make a declaration. Somebody's going to need to step up to the plate and maintain freedom in your life. Freedom in your family. You've got a responsibility today to walk godly, to live godly, to set off sin and the things of this world. Can you say amen? So it's these gifts that he gave us to give us those places where we can work and we can Be successful, says for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, till all come into the unity of the faith. Oh, hallelujah! God has got great things for you, God has got great things for me. I know that it's not something that I'm going to be able to do by myself, so I need the Lord's help, and I also need the help of my brothers and my sisters today. Let me tell you. Not not different than what the colonists faced. They knew that as individuals they couldn't stand before the greatest army in the world and declare their independence, but they had to do it together. They had to say, together we will fight. Together we proclaim liberty. Together I've got your back. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. They knew that even to the very end, so the last sentence of the Declaration of Independence Says, and for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honors. You need your brothers and your sisters today. You need need the person sitting next to you today to link arms, to say, come on, I I know it's been tough this week, but you can keep making it. You can make it. You're going to make it. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to lift you up. Oh, Oh, I'm telling you, that's our goal. That's our mission. That's our commitment. That's our vocation. That's our calling today. And, of course, the famous quote attributed to Benjamin Franklin, He said, we must hang together or we'll surely hang separately. If the devil can get you off by yourself. If the devil can make, oh, if the devil can get you convinced that you don't need the house of the Lord. Or you don't need your brothers and your sisters. Let me tell you, you're kind of like a sitting duck. Hallelujah. He's looking for those that lag behind. Oh, praise the Lord. We got to understand we need one another. It's impossible to make it on our own. But today God has given us this declaration of independence. But more importantly, the declaration of dependence upon him. I have to understand that I will declare a holy separation in my life. I am going to show up. And I'm going to fight the enemy at every turn. Understand that the flesh is going to fight you. You see, they made a declaration. But they still hadn't fought the war yet. And uh, King George didn't take it sitting down. He said, go get them. And they fought the revolution. And so we understand today that whenever you make a declaration, the enemy isn't just going to sit back and go okay well they made a decision they made a choice no he's coming after you he's going to test you at every turn he's going to try to afflict you at every moment of time but let me tell you that you're not alone Your brothers and sisters are there. Hallelujah. They're going to pick you up. They're going to fight with you. Your flesh is going to fight against you. But let me tell you today, you've got to make a declaration and hang on to this wonderful truth today. Would you stand tonight as the music comes? Hallelujah. I'm not sure exactly who this is for. Oh, I'm shooting like a shotgun today. But I know that there are some people that are here today that may be in the balance. You may be walking the line. You may be unsure about this thing called apostolic faith. But let me tell you, the greatest thing that I did in my life was to make a declaration of independence against sin and a declaration of dependence upon the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There has to be a holy separation. You have to show up for the fight. You have to hang on to the truth today. You see, your declaration is going to change your family. This church's declaration of dependence on God and strategy of unity is going to change Madisonville. Do you believe it tonight? We can't be shy about our declaration unto God. We can't let the world and the devil think that we're wishy-washy here. No, we need to be clear. In fact, this separation needs to be so powerful. It needs to be clearly celebrated. Think about it. We celebrate the separation from England with fireworks. Oh, hallelujah. And I praise God that every summer I celebrate my Declaration when I received the gift of the Holy Ghost 35 years ago. My God has separated us unto himself. You see, he's looking for a chosen generation, a royal priest. Oh, not somebody who just goes with the flow. Not somebody who looks and sounds and talks like the world. But somebody who's separated unto God. And this world may not understand holiness. But holiness is not just separation from the world. It's separation unto God. Hallelujah. It's important to separate from this world. But it's more important to be separated unto God. Oh, do we have any prisoners of the Lord here tonight? Oh, are you so committed that wherever the enemy tries to come against you, you've already decided, I'm going God's way. One faith. Oh, One Lord, one baptism today. I'm tired of being shy. I don't want this world to have any any confusion when it comes to me. Hallelujah. And the thing about it is, when people see what true freedom looks like, they're going to understand the bondage that they're walking in. I've heard people say, be saved. Am I saved? Saved from what? But they don't understand because they're so blinded. But when you and I walk in true apostolic freedom, let me tell you, they're gonna our eyes are going to be open when our lives testify to the freedom and the liberty in Jesus. There's going to be a clear definition that that we have put off the, the flesh. The bondage of sin. They're used to those chains. They're used to those things. They're dragging around. Oh, but when they see you dancing in the Holy Ghost. When they understand. Oh, that you are a child of God. Separated unto him. Oh, things are going to change. Praise the Lord. We're going to put off the old man. By repenting and we're going to put on the Lord Jesus in water baptism and we're going to walk in the newness of life with the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, it was said that John Hancock, he's famous for how big he signed his name on that Declaration of Independence. We say, I put my John Hancock on that. But the reason why is he said he wanted it to be so clear that the king of England, when he picked up this piece of paper, that he wouldn't even have to put on his spectacles and he would see somebody is declaring independence. What would happen in your life if you would come to an apostolic altar and declare your independence from sin and throw off the things of this world and declare your dependence on the Lord. Oh my. Oh my. It was going to change your world. Each time you submit unto the Lord. Oh hallelujah. Are you ready to declare your dependence on a king that loves you? Are you ready to declare your dependence on the king of kings and the lord of lords. And your independence from the old lifestyle. Hallelujah. God has given you a choice. But understand, your family is at stake. Your friends and your loved one is at stake. This world is watching us today. But I'm here today ready to make a declaration of independence. Would you raise your hands right now? Let me tell you that if you find yourself, I'm not worthy. That's okay. Come to the altar anyway. We're not worthy either. But we know a God who is merciful toward us. And he's ready to receive you unto himself. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, these altars are open today. Would someone come and make a declaration today? Would somebody ask the Lord, I want to get closer to you. I want this world to know. I want the enemy to know it's hands off. My house."